Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, we'll drink more. We're live. No. Welcome. Um, yeah, we're late. Doesn't matter. Um, well, we're not. No, we're not. I was going to ask you, John, because John Davidson, top rugby league news journalist, person. <laughs> top, top. You know, laughable. You know, you know all the. Uh, you hate Feather Party, according to Dave. I, He's not I, I was just. It was Dave, just, why are you not listening? It was only. It was only a joke. I wasn't actually oh. suggesting that they have right. It was only a, my warped sense of humour. I um, one will welcome. That seemed to have triggered yeah. a lot of black cappers. I will welcome all. You know, do we have teams in Super League next year? Um, we should get the Durka, the Durka whatever. So Dur- could be. Durka Devils. Dev- uh, Dervishes. Yeah. If only they'd have built that cricket stadium there. But, again, that's, blame, blame Leeds again. That John and Davidson, they sound very Scottish. Are you sure you're not playing for the, the national football team? <laughs> too, got, many, too many generations. Uh, yeah, it's about five or six. So you've got more Scottish people in the Australian football team than are in the Scottish National Rugby Union team? Probably, yeah. Not here to talk rugby. That That's wasn't the start I was expecting. No, it's tomorrow. Um, Has it been a busy day? <laughs> You're a bit warped. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I it's put... been like an Easter for journalists. Yeah. yeah. Two stories, major. Well, well three, four, three yeah. major stories in one. When I when I put a tweet out saying the good four. And the... major stories, four, possibly four, the good and the bad of Easter. Well, we'll get to that five. later because oh, five. I know that's what's <laughs> going on. Um, because. Um, let's talk about the Smiths. We'll not start with Leeds because you know, everyone will switch off. Talking to Rovers, Tony Smith, heavily linked with Leeds' job, is not the Smith who's signed the contract with Leeds because it's Rowan, but Tony Smith will not be at Hawkins and Rovers next year. What's happened? But he's obviously fallen out with someone in the club, I think. Well, he's fallen out with the CEO, Paul Lakin. 
Um, I think he, he inferred as much <laughs> in his statement. Um, well, uh, other than actually naming him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he couldn't have inferred it anymore. It is very interesting, though, because there's been, shall we put murmurs about, you know, mm. issues at the club. But on the on the face of it, you know, they've just won back-to-back in uh, over Easter. They're in the semi-final of the, the Challenge Cup. And Tony Smith's done an unbelievable job since taking over from Tim yeah. Sheens. Um, you know, and the club looks to be in a great direction. You know, they're buying a stadium. They've got a lot of good young English players. Mm. Everything's positive. But there's a falling out there, and he's, he's kind of effectively thrown them a bit under the bus because they had no idea that he was going to announce it. I think that's the thing. Yeah. Um, Shock. If the club are prepared for it, and it's an almost seen as a mutual announcement. Well, these things are always managed, as you know, Phil. Yeah. But you've got to the point where it's Tony interrupting his own press conference to mm. say, I just want to say, I'm not going to be here from the end of the and, year. And, and his daughter is uh, the media manager, so he's blindsided his own daughter as well. She, she may or may not have known. May, yeah, yeah. But the, the thing about it is, Tony is the sort of person that, that we saw it when he was coach of Great Britain, then England that he wanted an input as director of rugby at the RFL into how the game moved forward. It wasn't just about how the team he was responsible for played. He wanted input into the whole philosophy of the organisation. Um, and clearly, well, he has said as much today. He's not getting that input. And there is not a meeting of minds. that the, the, He doesn't feel as though they're moving in the same direction that he wants to move in. And by getting his retaliation in first, he's taken the honour of honourable position of saying I'm not going to hold this club back. Is that an honourable position though? <laughs> I think it really depends on which side of the, um, the fence you're looking at. If you're a fan, if you're I, a whole KR fan, you kind of just go what's yeah. what the hell's going on. I think it puts a lot of pressure on the management of the club at the yes, moment that yeah. when he's not there next year, does it move ahead as smoothly as it or, seems to be doing or at the moment? Well, this season, which they're in a decent position at the moment, if it falls apart... The I'll blame t- goes to the, I'll tell you to what, the, what the ownership and the I the think ownership. has happened, which I don't think there's necessarily any truth in this. But overnight in <laughs> Australia... Oh, I love that disclaimer. Yes. Overnight in Australia, a story was run about Holkar approaching Anthony Seabold for next year, whilst Tony Smith is supposedly about to so be in negotiations. There was a story, apparently, he was set to well, sign a new deal. So, if you wake up this morning as Tony Smith and you hear that your position is being negotiated Mm. with somebody else for next year, then he has got his retaliation in first. He has said, that's a a club that might be doing something behind my back. It's not people I want to work for. It goes along with a lot of other things that I'm not happy with the direction Mm. this club is going in. I'll undermine them talking to somebody else. I mean, we heard, and, and it was strenuous deny, we must say, that, that this is one of the issues with Sean Wayne leaving Wigan. Yeah. That Wigan were talking to people like Sean Edwards mm. before Sean Wayne's just, tenure. Just on that. Which they denied. Just on that, on the Seabold thing. Chris Radlinski, I know you denied it. Just, just on the Seabold thing, my understanding, and I, I could be very wrong, but I think it's very unlikely that but, he would. And that may be just a case of Seabold's agent or Seabold himself. But Planting the fact that, that with it's, a, with it's the same out journalists. in the public yeah. arena, yeah, no, for sure, and undermined. There's always power. Space. There's always power. The other thing that you you mentioned, so Great Britain, say, England. Is he honourable? I think in that respect, if he feels people have been talking yeah, to yeah. somebody else before finalising their negotiations with the current incumbent, it is mm. on. You can make I, a case for it being honourable. Personally, I really like Tony. I think he's one of the best coaches to deal with 
and he's got a fantastic track record and you know his teams play entertaining rugby the thing is also that you didn't mention that Warrington which had an f- unbelievably successful tenure at Warrington obviously a lot of finals a lot of Challenge Cup wins yep. unfortunately couldn't get the, the chocolates in the grand final but at the end, he did fall out mm. with the players and with the, he didn't have the control he wanted. So the, but it's kind there. of history, yeah. not with the players. He was but there for nine team. years, which yeah. is a long it time is. for a coach to be at a club. But um, he was number, numero uno at that club. But I think when you appoint Tony Smith, he doesn't have a subservient role. Yes. It's the Brian Clough type thing. If I come into your, Brian McDermott, if I come into your mm. club, I'm going to tell you about every part of your club. The bits that work, the bits that don't, what we need to fix, how we need to treat people. Yeah. Don Revy. Clearly, he is feeling that there are people at Holcare mm. at the moment who I don't think is Neil Hudgel, which is why the finger is pointed fairly and squarely at Paul Lakin, because who else is there? Um, is taking the club in our direction that he doesn't think it should go in. Mm. Uh, but he likes. The thing is, though, the, on that, you'd have to say, uh, if you look across professional sport generally, that model for most is kind of outdated. That's the 80s, 70s, whatever way of thinking that Sir Alec Ferguson. Could be. But Could be. today it's, you know, directors of rugby or sporting directors and yep. the job is too big, generally in most sports, at big clubs anyway. But I also think, again, there was a... Lee Centurions. There was an obvious succession plan at Hull KR if they'd have wanted it and that would have been Tony moving into that kind of director of rugby role. Mm. And we keep saying director of rugby. Nobody's ever defined what a director of rugby does. I think Differ- it differs at yeah. every club, doesn't it? Yeah. But Danny Maguire could then have been bought through under Tony's wing mm. um, and you'd have had a head coach with the ear of a guy who clearly has had a massive influence on him as a player and now as a coach and kept that structure together. It, it sounds as though that you, was not going to happen. If you can't work with someone you know, in that exactly. senior level day by day, then yeah, no, I, ju- I just think, yeah, the, the timing of it, the fact that he's blindsided the club is... Is pretty amazing. Um, so the question now is... Maybe, maybe very cunning. <laughs> Do you think he'll be there to the end of the season? Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's a very difficult question to answer. I mean, you'd have to look at his contract and whether, you know, is there a large payout? Yeah. Um, well, he's at the end of his contract at the end of this year, so I don't think it'd be large. But yeah. if, it, if it was mutually beneficial for both parties... Mm. And also, he's got no other job to go to that we know of. No, I don't think he has at this yeah. moment. So although, it's, it's a brave although, move. Although, funnily enough, his nephew will be coaching in Super League next <laughs> And the oh, conspiracy just, theorists oh, are out there and, going... And, and will he get much say at Leeds? Because <laughs> I think we've gone through that many times on numerous podcasts, whether it be <laughs> Mr. Hetherington, Mr. Sinfield, Mr. Agar, just uh, Mr. McDermott. Yeah. But no, I, I think Tony will revitalise any club he goes to. So there, I'm sure there will be somewhere that would be desperate for him to come in. I just think what he's done today is very much about... Um, it, it's a Preemptive real, strike? Yeah, yeah, very much about putting him um, absolutely at the forefront of, of how this is going to play well, out. Harbour. And he's not going to be told, um, you know, at the end of the season that, that perhaps the way the club wants to move is, is, is in a direction that he doesn't. And the point that he's done, his stock is very high mm. because he has done such a great job at, at Hull KR. Um, and, you know, they're, they're sitting very comfortably at the moment as well as obviously last but season. But I, I think that Seabold story might have been the final straw. Great parallels with a bloke who once resigned on the air once, but he's disgraced us, you can't refer to him. But uh, changes have been made that he doesn't agree with, potentially. So if Tony Smith's going, which he is, do you... 
take the risk of appointing Danny Maguire. They have, I mean, it's not as if they haven't done it before. Chris Chester was a coach with no experience when they appointed him and he got them to a Challenge Cup final. Well, this links in with who Leeds have appointed and the process that Leeds have gone through to even find somebody to appoint. So at the beginning of next season, Holke are going to need a coach and if rumour, which I think is substantiated, is to be believed St Helens are going to be looking there, for a coach as well. That's exactly right. Um, I, I, think, I don't think it's anything to do with Christian Wolfe has been offered another job. I think he is going back with his family after the World Cup. I think there will be an NRL job that will become available at a club where he would be the next cab off the rank. He's done the Justin Holbrook. He's, you know, he's taken on a, a one of the Even top teams so. here. Yeah, he's been incredibly successful. I think Tonga are going to have a great World Cup. If let's say Canterbury are looking for a coach, in the same way Gold Coast, you know, one, one of the lower NRL the Dragons, teams that the are Warriors, changed, yeah, he's, West Tigers, he's going to get the gig. So well, he's he's definitely oh, he's going to be in, the, yeah. in he's line, in demand, he? yeah. Um, so I, you know, you're saying who will Hulk KR get? Who will St Helens get? Who did? What pool could Leeds fish in? Well, apparently they were going to get a big name because people wanted a big well, that's, name. Well, that's that's interesting. That's that's interesting. Where is thing. Where is the thing is, Where's I don't. I mean, I think you know. That's a Wayne Bennett. Where's Wayne Bennett? Now might be the time for say a Paul Wellens to step up at St Helens. But Paul Wellens has done the most incredible apprenticeship under three coaches. Mm. He, he may well be deemed to be ready and be exactly the right person. Obviously. I'm not sure Danny, Danny, by his own admission, mm. is ready to take you, on being a head coach. You mentioned Paul Wellens. Obviously, Kieran Cunningham had a fair apprenticeship, yeah. and we all know how that worked out. Yeah, so there's no guarantees. I guess there, yeah, there is no guarantees. But just on Rich's point, the big name, I was talking to someone just before we came on air, um, fairly, you know. Which is why we were late. Fair, no, 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 it was the traffic. <laughs> Uh, fairly powerful in the game, and, and they were suggesting that um, you know signing signing a coach from the North North Devils, the Queensland Cup, to arguably, if not the biggest club, the top top two or three, you know, resources, facilities, etc. Does that really show where Super League's at? Because yes. if you look at the, the coaches that were linked to the Leeds job publicly, all of them, well, I'd say nearly all of them have better CVs. Than Rowan but Smith. Who, who was who was realistically? But, like well, that, that let, not, let me finish. Yeah, Skype let me finish. The list up to tell you we don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I believe I believe Sky was saying yeah. I believe Sky was saying Brian McDermott should get the job. That that wasn't going to happen. But yeah, Shane Flanagan, <laughs> he may not want the job. I, I don't think he wanted the job. Paul Green, but these coaches have won grand finals in the NRL and have coached at the Sydney. Rowan Smith has never coached no. at the top level. He could but get also, Bradford promoted when they were full time yeah. in a part time league. But I'm not sure that. Yeah. Um, CVs are not everything, though. I, and I'm not sure Paul Green. The fact that he hasn't been offered another NRL job since. The fact that Shane Flanagan is deemed to be almost keep a bit at arm's length because of everything that went on at Cronulla. I, I think he's he, fairly the, re, rehabilitated in the eyes But of the there NRL are now. a number of jobs he could have had, mm. some quite recently. I think there'll be some jobs opening up in the next 18 months. There will. He's got a lot of powerful friends in the Sydney media well, who are already agitating against a certain Maguire. But, but also, if um, they thought they could walk into an NRL job, they don't need to come over here for two years to prove oh, themselves. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, I, I, you know, Sean Wayne was linked with the job. I, I'm not sure it was ever realistic. No, I, 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 so, it seems unlikely to me. Yeah. So, again, you know, what, forget who it is at the moment and what their credentials are. Where will Hull KR be fishing when it comes to replacing Tony Smith. 
and another Craig Sandercock, or another Chris Chester, or James Webster. James Ford. James Ford. Just because if we don't say James Ford, then people get upset that we haven't mentioned James Ford because he's the you're the correct coming the ladder in the championship up to third. So. He's the up and coming British coach de jour, as they say in France. Sylvain Houlet, the job. Steve Manamart, I mean. But again, he was another name that was linked with the Leeds show. was never going to come to Leeds. But you, now, you have to be realistic. It's all very well being linked with people. Mm. But well, I think there's a difference between a coach who is out of a job and one who's actually yes. held discussions with the club and is a realistic appointment. Yeah. And yeah. You, if again, with the, the fi parlous financial state that every club is still in here, they are not going to pay to release somebody from a contract to actually get them in the first place. It was just never going to happen. Um, so I, I mean on, on the Rowan Smith thing and people will quite rightly have an opinion based on what he did at, at, or didn't do at Bradford bearing in mind that the biggest rub he was on was pulled out from under him in the financial parlour state of Bradford at the time I, th I think that happened more towards the, the end of his tenure but I, yeah. I, I think the decision has been made by Gary Hetherington to almost look at where Leeds were when they got Tony Smith who came from a Huddersfield club that had initially been relegated and he, he hadn't established his reputation at that point. And I think, and I'm not speaking on behalf of Gary Hetherington, I, th I think um, he, he could explain this himself. They're looking for somebody who isn't just going to develop players, but actually play in a different style, which Tony did when he came to Leeds. And I think all the word he's got back about Rowan is he's from a slightly different school. Mm. Um, plays a slightly different way. Do they need a different style? Do they need someone? No, I think the British game does. I'm, I'm no. not. I'm not sure Leeds. Do. I, I, I don't think Leeds need to worry about the British game. They need to avoid relegation. I think. I think personally, I think they need an experienced older coach mm. who can crack, kick some heads. Because, but who is there? Well, there there are older coaches out there, more experienced. But I'm not saying a specific candidate. No, no. I'm just saying someone who can literally lay down the law because. To me, that, that playing group is more than good enough to be Absolutely. in the top six, if not Absolutely. the top eight. But, do you need but to, they're not performing. So if you can get somebody who can get them to perform in a style of rugby that they're enjoying playing... It's a great success. Do you need, it's a do you need to crack heads? But again, well, nobody's going to know whether it's a great appointment until he's the proof of the pudding. Hmm. But I think the template that Gary Hetherington has used is when Tony Smith arrived in 2004. Is that the same template that... Appointed Dave Ferner, well, gave Kevin to the job. job. Yes, appointed again, Richard Agar, his according close to, family friend. According to Mr. Hetherington, Dave Ferner was appointed by Kevin Sinfield. Oh, it's Kevin Sinfield's yeah. fault. Wow, Kev, sir, Kev. Okay, because he wasn't involved in the rugby department at the time. That's what's convenient. But I, I, you hear all of these arguments about who it, who they need. Mm. But if that person isn't available because they're not on the market, mm. oh yeah, yeah. What exactly. road do you then go down? Well, yeah, that's, and it may yeah. well be that. I mean, I've noticed again. You, you, you could. There are people that will always talk up the incumbent because they've played on, under them, but somebody like Adrian Vowles immediately has tweeted from Australia that Rowan Smith is exactly the right person. Oh, the, So there will be people that are saying this is a smart appointment. There's, there's definitely advocates of Rowan Smith. There's, you know, lots of people, he's obviously had a long, you know, he's, 
He's Brian Smith's son, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but he's grown up in the game, he's been assistant. Well, and he's, of... he's also going to be working with Chev Walker and John Bastian, who were with him at Bradford, who speak very highly of him still. Mm -hmm. um, but so also we lot, shall see. There's also a lot of people who say, Absolutely. why did he not have Adam O'Brien in the 17 in the yeah. crucial game against Featherstone that they lost 20 0 that cost them? Playoffs, but they still want the championship shield, though, you know. John. That's, that's are, a real trophy. Are the Leeds players going to be meditating on the field at Henley like the Bradford players did? We should, that's going to be part of is the that, excitement. Is, is that going to work? Excitement is a very interesting word you use, uh, Phil. Well, I, I don't know if I'm a lot told, of Leeds fans are excited at the moment. No, I'm told that one of the reasons he is the candidate, and more than that, has a three and a half year deal. This isn't you've got a deal for a year, let's say. How long was David Fenner's deal? But three and a half I years. Mean it was three years. But D David Ferner had a more of a pedigree he did, at NRL exactly. level. He did, yeah. So to give yeah. somebody who hasn't got that pedigree mm. a three and a half year deal, the the feel within and you can only say Gary Hetherington because he's the guy that's <laughs> made this decision, is that I think uh, I think Richard Agar's had some input. Well apparently He's been, out, he's been in Australia. Out in Australia. He was on holiday in Australia. No, he was out in Australia organising interviews. Let's let's not be silly. So the um, the interesting thing about all of that is that they feel he's got a development role with the talented young kids mm. that are coming through. Of which, if Easter Monday shows anything, there are some talented young kids coming yeah. through. Um, and he's got this a bit like Uncle Tony mm. rather than Father Brian <laughs> philosophy about the way the game should be played. Um, I think that's it. I, I think you know that that's important for the British game. That we, there has to be an emphasis on attack, um, and I think you know that the era of wrestle, which hopefully we've moved away from. We're now seeing clubs like Wigan, even St Helens, who, who Christian Wolf prides himself on defence first. They're playing some wonderful attacking rugby. Um, yeah. We I, mean, I think to, they were doing that under Justin Holbrook. Yeah, they're just defending I, better and they've become I just a better think team. We need to move away from. Well, that's not going to work internationally, though. Uh, let, let's, <laughs> let's sort Super League out. We can't attract coaches. We can only attract players who've retired. Um, it's great you coming back. Coming back for a stint. I think we've got Warrington have still got some shirts to sign. Corey Norman. Wow, that's... As if two stories weren't well, enough. Teller, yeah. 55, says, Gary Hedrington's description of Rowan Smith sounds exactly the same as the description he gave when I pointed Richard Egar. It's like, they're doomed to fail already, isn't it? Well, well I, d I don't know if that's exactly true. There are no, different I, I think Richard Agar stepped into a breach. Yeah. Um, he was a stopgap solution who did reasonably who, well for who, a period. Who actually, you know... Stabilised the situation. Yeah, and yeah. said he wasn't ever a reluctant coach. So all of this, you know, it, it was the least worst option. He, he was at pains to say when he stepped down the other week that it wasn't. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure that's the same as going out and appointing a coach. That rather than go to, I think Gary Hetherington would admit that even if he won't take responsibility for the David Ferner one, but clearly he was involved in the process, <laughs> that Dean Lance was probably the one he got wrong. Adelaide Rams. But what he did right was the initial appointment of Tony Smith. Um, what he what he's also saying um, is. Nobody really was full of enthusiasm for Graham Murray when he first came here. That we'd sort of seen him as coach of Fiji in 1995 in the World Cup. Very good coach in the uh, NRL. But w but he went back as an even better coach. Mm, yeah. Uh, it's not like when he was announced, everybody, oh, they've got great, the great Graham Murray. It's like he became well, great. Well, I think that's 
as you know, Phil, that's part of it. You can't please everyone. No, and these so, days you can rarely please anyone. So I think so, the jury is clearly out on Rowan Smith. Yeah, it's, I mean, he may do a fantastic job. and It's know, a left right field appointment. appointment. It's an unusual and I, one. And I think the one thing that we can credit them for is nobody had wind of this until minutes before no, it was properly true. announced. Yeah. Which in this day and age, with a club like Leeds, is a massive feat. Due to be here within the next two weeks, we'll see. The JJB era continues, albeit temporarily. We'll, we'll talk about the games and, and how Leeds and others went on in a bit. Um, Corey Norman then coming out of retirement to go to uh, to Toulouse. What's that all about? Well, I, I think he's the the story that I reread today, uh, which I think was in December, was he'd fallen out of love with rugby league, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, I don't know how much was that. No one wanted him, uh, or apparently had <laughs> offers, but I mean. He strikes me of what I've seen like a very, very talented player. I mean, he plays out of origin, you know, I think he's kicked numerous um, you know, golden point field goals, but never really perhaps knuckled down and made the most of his talent, which was yeah. a lot. And had a lot of off field issues, maybe it's an attitude thing, maybe it's an ego thing, whatever. So it can go one of two ways. I'm probably gonna go on a little bit of a limb and say it's probably not gonna work in the way that Toulouse want. But it I could, could be wrong. It I could, could be, be enough. I'm often them wrong. To get them out of relegation. One player, I don't think one player will be enough. No, but I think when you've lost Jonathan Ford and Mark Carrilla, you getting Corey Norman is the f- an option. The funny thing that, about that, Phil, is though, they had all the off-season to mm. sign these players. <laughs> they didn't do it. They kind of said, no, we don't, we don't want to go down the route. Obviously, they had the two anti-vaxxers pull out, which was, you know, unexpected, unfortunate. Heartbreaking for them, uh, the club, I mean, not mm-hmm. the players. Um, but they've only really dipped into the market now when the uh, the excrement's starting to hit the panic, fan. But then yeah. you can so only... is, that too, is that a little too well, late? No, because it's only eight rounds in. But I think if you've got a half-back partnership of Tony Gigo and Corey Norman, you are going to trouble some teams. I don't think it's necessarily and they don't need to win. They don't it's need to win every game. They just need to win enough games Leeds. of the teams yeah. around them. Leeds. Leeds aren't getting well. Salford and Leeds are not going to finish bottom. The, the, I, I think we, we, we were talking about a coach at Leeds, so they're going to get a half-back and a full-back, Phil. No, they've the only, named, they're only of, named 20 players The spine's so fairly important. Well, they've got room in that squad to sign Zach Hardick, have they? That ain't going to happen. Don't more, think they've got room in the salary cap, Rich. More, more <laughs> likely to take Joey Leilua on loan from Featherstone this week. <laughs> When's Luke Briscoe back? <laughs> Come on, he's coming back. He's got to be coming back. To play anywhere. The Dick Whittington of, <laughs> uh, of Leeds. So, so, in short, we're not still... Corey Norman's going to lose. We'll see what happens. He's an exciting player. It's a good signing for Super League, I think. It's a good signing, I think, for Toulouse, considering yeah. the... The players that are available he's in their somebody, situation. He's somebody you'll want to go and watch in his opening what, game. What's he been doing in the last six months? Has well, he been, that's the thing. You know, sitting at Bondi, you know, knocking back vodka cruises with. Um, he's going to need severely looking after by his teammates in terms of protection on the field because he's not going to be match fit to start with. But he's exciting. He's someone we'll talk about. He's talented. He's, he's yeah. the kind of player who people may pay to go and see or. A broadcaster may want to have on their screen. So in that respect, I think it's a, it's a. It's a it, he's it's not a, Andrew Johnsville. Come on. No, but he's not Greg <laughs> English either. Well, at least to to Corey Norman's credit, he's only, well, he's not in his late thirties or mid thirties, as I understand it. And he's only and he's been, not been out. He's only been retired exactly. Well, yeah. Greg English was always, you know. So yeah. In terms of 
his contribution when he gets here. He should I think make it a should great be quicker and, definitely. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, I applaud Toulouse for, for finding him. Because, you know, he, he's I a think, name again that has not been I think he was in linked. Sydney, he wasn't, you know... <laughs> no, no, but I mean... <laughs> he wasn't in Ukraine getting shelled. But <laughs> that he would fit in most Super League teams if they knew he was that's, available. See, that, that's the key word, and I think a lot of people overlook this. He would fit in in terms of his talent, mm. but does he fit in in terms of the dynamic, in well, terms of his attitudes? That's I think a lot of clubs thing. would go, and, and most probably then I've gone, carries on a bit like a dickhead. We don't want him. Mm. Great player, and that's what you see. Well, Those players tend I mean, to was, make it over to Super League. That must be a low bar in the NRL, because they all be like that. Either the, mm. um, either the French lifestyle will be perfect for him, or the, well, worst, is or usually, the worst thing that could happen to him. Usually a Catalan's perfect sign isn't under the you know, Todd Carney... Uh, but I, you know, I'm excited to see Israel. him play when, when, yeah. you know, when he comes over, see what sign of a state he's in, what sort of influence he can have, and whether he can be the kind of excitement machine that we'll all be going, this is great for I the I think they need a couple, at least two oh, more sure players. No, I'm absolutely um, sure they If do. not more, and you know, I think soon, because to me... You know, I was at I was at Huddersfield St Helens. I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll talk about the Lewis Dodd situation because I think that's a, a massive blow. But St Helens are so far in front of Absolutely. everyone else. The relegation battle is much more exciting. Sorry, Phil. Um, you know, uh, than pretty much <laughs> I'll anywhere be, else. I'll, I'll be reporting on it. So that's, that's you'll be in the championship next season. <laughs> Twenty years ago, Warrington nearly got relegated. Oh, well, the way they're going, you wouldn't. Really I think if you take St Helens out of it. Because they are so good, and we're going to see how good their reserves are this Friday at Castleford yeah. or Academy. Um, and if you look at the moment that Catalan have got something, because it, the, the momentum of last year does seem to be maintained into this year. If you acknowledge that Wigan seem to have two players who are real X Factor players, that makes they're, them they're great something a little yeah. bit special. Everybody else is pretty much of a muchness. Average, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 although, so I do I'll, think that to say, throw Corey Norman into that mix yeah. is, is, is interesting. Yeah, I think there is a massive middle ground. Although I will say, very impressed with Huddersfield, even though yeah. they rested a lot of players yeah. against St Helens. They're much, much improved. Yeah, 100%. Um, and definitely deserve and to much, be in that sort of top Much four. harder to beat, which I think yeah, is what Ian yeah. Watson wants for his team. Is yeah, that the, the benefit of putting a coach in charge, giving him a year to settle in and then... Well, yeah, I think giving him time to, to build his own squad, to make the changes Absolutely. he wants, to but try think, and, you know, change the culture. And I think, you know... But he's process, done that process. under the radar because it's a club that you can do that under the radar, whereas you can't at Leeds, you can't at Warrington. At every minute of every match, you have to not only win, but you have to play a certain way. There's a, a level of expectation because of the numbers of people that you attract into the stadium and you don't have in that saying that, field. So he is a proven... Time. He was a proven coach. The resources he had at Salford, Absolutely. possibly the lowest. Absolutely. And he managed to get them yep. you know, to a grand final. And he's turning, he's, he's going to, you know, Huddersfield are very close to getting to a Challenge Cup final in his second year there. So he, he clearly has a formula that works. But what he's had is a year to try and bring yeah. that into a new yeah. club with no pressure on him because they didn't have to make the A. It wasn't going to be a disaster mm. if they didn't. Yeah. Get to, get to the playoffs, you know. The, the, Time is a commodity that not many people get absolute, in sport. Absolutely, but if you give it to people like Ian Watson, he'll deliver. Very um, thankful to the Smiths today because if it wasn't, we'd be talking about um, Ryan Hall saying Easter's bad because they play two games, which is right. 
And Daryl Paul saying ref video referees uh, shouldn't have to guess based on what a referee's guess is, which is also right. But we've made we've made those points for the last how long ever? I think this will be the last double Easter. Well, it was supposed to be, wasn't it? And, and the World Cup got postponed and COVID. And yeah, but you, you didn't have to have twenty seven rounds this year. Well, that that was the mistake. No, they, they got, should have had twenty five. The only people who want Easter as it is are the people who run the clubs in terms of getting a home fixture. But when but they don't play half the games on Good Friday anyway. But then when it comes around to the fixtures this weekend and less fans are going because the quality is compromised, be will those owners be saying, why didn't you turn up and watch my game this week? Wasn't the majority of the games on Monday fairly average? They always are. Yeah. But I suspect now that you know, clearly Christian Wolfe has picked a team for this week that is reflective of the Easter period and what they've got to come. Ryan Hall has come out and said it. Um, Steve McNamara has come out and said it. I don't think we will... There's not a lot of point debating these two games over Easter because it's not going to happen anymore. Um, I also think that the NRL got it absolutely right this weekend. If you've got a holiday weekend, uh, you can put a top-class game on every day across oh, yeah. three or four yeah. days. It adds interest. So by the time we got to Parramatta and West, which was a fantastic game... Not only was the stadium full, Great Britain's, uh, but like Yurt's yeah, Hastings. Yeah. Well, he will be now, Lewis Dodds. Do you think Sean Wayne will pick him? Yeah, well, what option, I don't think he's a, what option has he got? I don't think his accent it, uh, fits it, the uh, bill. Does he want to get to the semi-finals of the World Cup? Well, I think you worry about beating Samoa. It's the winner. It's when the Johns brothers well, come I, in. I, and, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, the way, if, Samoa if you, get the best team that If you were going to pick the team this weekend, Jackson Hastings would have to be in it. Uh, well, I think Sean Wayne's already said publicly he well, wants English-born well, players. You're either eligible or you're not, and that's just cutting off your nose to spite your Well, the, he is the coach, Phil. Yes, yeah. um, and it's a good job he's well, not... somebody picking... needs to have a quiet word and say, we actually... It, you know, understand, <laughs> Are you going to tell him, Phil? Understand why, but yeah. you know, we'd quite like uh, to get to, to next, Arsenal next time, next time with 80,000 people uh, tomorrow morning. Well, I think they should probably... Um, focus on beating the combined nations all-stars after 50 players and dropped out first because well, again, yeah, they struggled on that that account so but there's going to be by the time we get to that people are going to be saying oh, we're overplaying our players and yeah, well, there is a, we have an international weekend though this year which is a nice return yeah we do. Jake are they going to play for the combined nations all stars again probably I don't see him playing for England he's got me Scottish in. it is a shame that the Joe Fields not eligible for Ireland Yes, he's a great great grandparent, not a. Although uh, Nathan didn't stop Nathan being playing for New Zealand. Married, or Tony Cascarino. Can, can he marry someone like uh, Cotty Winfield Hillston? I don't, I don't think, yeah, that, that's not convenience. because she's married, that's residency rich. You can't, well, Danny can write in a Collins, it must be right. Yeah. She wrote residency as well. Um, so I mean, it's a good job that Sean Wayne's not in charge of the women because he won't, she won't be in. I think you just got to go with the best that you've got available that is eligible to get. We need 80,000 people at the Emirates Stadium for England in a semi-final. Um, ideally against Tonga in a repeat of that fantastic game in the 2017 semi-final with Australia and New Zealand playing each other. Mm. Um, and then hopefully an England men's team at Old Trafford. If they got that far, nobody would give a toss whether Jackson Hastings would. No, no, I, I, agree, I agree with you 100%. Oh. But not to overplay it though, if you look at the seemingly close relationship that Matty Johns has with Jerome Luai and Brian mm. Toto and you know these players that said your Josh Papalis have said we won't play for Samoa again if Matt Paris the coach 
Matt Parrish goes, they get the best Samoan eligible oh, players. Yeah, but they have they have more talent than anyone probably par Australia. In, England would that, still get through that group even if they lost that game. Oh yeah, they they so still finish. The route would be slightly different. Yeah, but I mean, you I know, just think it would be a it would essentially be a dampener if they lost the open. On the one hand, we can't fake Luke Keary might be available to play for Ireland, and then say, but we don't want Jackson Hastings playing for England. It's like, you know, well, there is that. We just want the best players. There is that. Whoever they are eligible. There is for. that double standard. But yeah. I think definitely, if you are, even New Zealand, but definitely Australia, you know, you don't. You don't Rad need to. You don't need to stockpile certain players. No, but or, if Victor yeah. Radley isn't picked by Australia and says I am available to play in the World Cup, England should be biting his. That's hand from off. Sheffield. Biting his yeah. hand off. Sheffield's not too far south. That's, that's he's not. He's not. He's not going to be playing for Australia unless. Cam Murray, Isaiah, Jake Dvorovich are all injured, Dale Finucane. Yeah. No one cares about how many foreigners are in the England rugby union team, do they? And that's full of people. Or, or cricket or well, any well, of the sports. Cricket's yeah. full of South Africans. You're either eligible well, or you're not. Well, we've got South African team. And Bring back Tony Gregg. <laughs> Make them grovel. Yeah, that worked, Tony. Now, Gregg. if you can name a better England winger than Blake Austin. Oh, no. Joking. <laughs> Joking. But no, I, I think Dodd's injury, which is what prompted this conversation yes. about Jackson Hastings, <laughs> we're, we're a bit is around. the most, you know, it's the cruelest blow for for not only St Helens and, and, and their helps, because I, I thought he was playing magnificently He was, year, yeah. But it raises a huge question. Who is your England halfback pair? Because, again, George Williams, for me, has still got it all to do to prove well, that... It's been terrible form. Yep. Dodd, you couldn't pick him on form at the moment. Dodd was the incumbent. Johnny, Johnny Lomax is in outstanding form. You think Lomax he's got that Dodd, jersey? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have the partnership. Yeah. So if he, you know, to me, Hastings is the natural replacement. Gareth Widder. Not in the. He's not. I don't think he's even in Sean Wayne's squad, is he, at the moment? Look, Gale will be fresh because he'll have missed seven games. Uh, Jake, Jake Truman, clearly, I think again, again, needs terrible to form. Up his game yeah. to, to be included. I don't. don't yeah. I, I know he's, you know, in in line for a big transfer move at the end of the season, but it missed most of last year. Understand injuries are such a vital part; they take a long time to come back truly from. But is he going to be ready to play in a World Cup in six months' time? I haven't seen it yet. No, I don't think so. So it, it's a cruel injury it, it for, is, it for is, England it as, is massive, as, as well as I think it's a huge, and I think. It is a, an interesting question for Sounds because they don't have another half ready to go. I mean, I think what I saw on uh, on Monday, I mean, Jack Wellsby was essentially, at fullback, was taking most of the kicks, yep. running the last tackle options. He's going to have to do all of that this week. Cause James Roby at seven. Him. James Roby at seven. As great as James Roby is, he's not He's not a seven. Would you play Lossick at seven ahead of Roby? If you're going to no. have to play both of them? I'd... I'd Put Wellsby at seven and Will Hopawadi or another player at fullback, Tommy Makinson, Benison. Benison is a full is a mm. fullback. Um Hopawadi will be coming back. He's played most of his career at fullback. He's international in the NRL. Uh Wellsby is that good. Probably play him in the front row. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, and he's got that he's got you know, he's got that combination. But but Roby, I mean, I I'll be shocked if they could persist with Roby at seven playing eighty minutes. Week in, week out, um, because their attack, while they were tired on Monday, it was very clunky for St Helens. We're usually it, so fluent. I think the thing about Dodd as well is, apart from his elusiveness, it's pace. We haven't got somebody. His kicking in that, game, his pace. In yep. that, but more than anything, it's 
its pace. Mm. And I think we've seen that with some of the tries he scored this season. His ability to not just see the gap, but have the speed and the size. The chip and chase. Yeah. There aren't too many players. Dare I say it? Either Scoey-esque. No, don't say it. No, but he can tackle. Got the yeah. He can tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And he doesn't need shoulder. <laughs> or his socks by his ankles. Carson's asked, "Who will be the next Hull KR coach?" We don't know. Probably don't even go. No, I think we we've said that. We don't even know what Paul they'll be. Uh, I, I think Danny Maguire is. A, I don't think that's locked in, but I think he's a good. He's a good chance. I mean, it's a bit rude of Carson. He said, "Good evening, gents and John." I mean, it's, it's oh, Australian. They, they're oh, cultured these days. Can't trust these Germans. Yeah, I mean, again, the, there is a. Deba- <laughs> they're on the wallpaper. <laughs> There's a debate to be had about. It's not even German. The merit or otherwise <laughs> of relegation from a playing point of view mm. and a club development point of view, you can throw into that coach development. If there was no relegation, you would make Danny Maguire your coach. And you'd say to him, doesn't matter what happens for a couple of years, even if we have to go backwards to go forwards, learn your trade. But we won't... You, you, now, what club would take a risk if it might mean the club getting relegated? It, that's why it's, it's hard to know what the answer is. I'd love Danny mm. to get the job. But Danny was on Sky the other week saying, he's not ready for a head coach's job. Mm. He's learning his trade. Well, you stick him, you know, under the spotlight and a weight of expectation and a potential factor of relegation, which is not to say Holkow would be anywhere near being relegated mm. under him, but it's still a risk that has to be mitigated mm. as a business. And as Bradford found in 2016, bringing over someone from Australia who doesn't know the local game or Absolutely. about as well relegation doesn't always work. So, And yeah. with, with the, the way that... Featherston and Lee have gone about their business this year, which is exactly the same that Toulouse did and Toronto before them. There's no guarantee if you do get relegated, you are going to come straight back. Mm. It's not like what Fulham have just done in football. Yeah, they'll get relegated again next year. Yeah, also, I was going to say, there's also a fair guarantee that you will get promoted and then relegated yeah. immediately. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, all that money will be wasted, but yeah, anyway. Having referenced Argentinian football with the uh, two halves of the NRLW season this year, where we've had the Apertura and we're now looking forward to the Closera, uh, Andy says we should have biannual relegation. So, like, it's a, an average over two years of things. I think... It's confusing yeah, the, things. The, well, yes, we haven't mentioned it yet. But in Mergers. the current 4020 magazine, <laughs> there is a piece about the state of the game in 1971 and 1997 <laughs> and the reports that were written at the time about what the game needed to do to move forward the issues that are being discussed by the Bring current strategic working group are exactly the same we know what the problems are with the sport we know what the issues are that we have to address and face up to it's whether we want to or not now whether in the future that's going to be somebody with a wadge of cash going unless you do it you can't have this then that might be the answer. But we know that we've got to look at promotion and relegation as a concept. We know that we've got to look at the, 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 the amount of resource that we have in terms of playing standard. You know, with, the, the, with what Featherston and Lee are doing at the moment, which you cannot fault from those clubs' point of view. We've got players playing in the Championship who are clearly good enough to be playing in Super League. That doesn't happen in any other sport. Can, can you tell me, and also, I mean, just on that, why is there no quota? In the championship, because what, what, they're not that, supposed to be signing that? all these foreign people. What, what, no, no, but that's but that's <laughs> yeah. what 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 is the point? What well, it's, it's, I, don't, I don't I don't and also what is the point of having the same salary cap 
the Super League when you were literally well, playing against part-timers. Yeah, that's Toronto, isn't on it? A, yeah, so they shifted the goalposts for one yeah. club who then went bust because yeah. I spent... <laughs> I mean, is this some sort of weird Monty Python-esque joke? But again, like what, what we've been saying... Am I in Bizarro world? No, but what we're saying is nothing is happening that, that we haven't come across as an issue before. Yeah, but it just keeps... Repeating, yeah. <laughs> repeating so repeating. we know what the questions are we've got some idea what the solutions could be nobody addressed I mean at least we finally answered the question about summer rugby which was in every programme every couple of years until 1995 so you know at least oh, I thought Scam insisted on <laughs> the Eddie the Eddie, it was Eddie but which Eddie it was Rupert um, Teddy Rutspin sorry for being late it's okay uh, what has happened to the restructure and our major changes? Two times tenders, etc. Gone very quiet. What's what the steering group's concerned? <coughs> and part of that is going to be whoever they are partnering with, which we believe will be a an offshoot of IMG, will have their own ideas as well. And they, uh, they I think if if club chair people propose, propose something, it's too easy to vote against it. If you say Club chair people, do you agree that these people are the right people to give us a report on where we need to go? And they come back and say it, it's very hard to vote against it. But, as you're reading there, John Kane did in 71 and Framing the Future did in 94 and then again in 97 and we didn't take all the uh, recommendations on board. The only magazine which will reference the Golden Shot this month. Um, <laughs> and I, Charlie Williams. And Charlie Williams, who won't be presenting the Rugby League on Channel 4, sadly, because he's no longer with us. But, you know, he'd probably be do a better job than some people I'm on some it. TV channels. Barnsley's finest. Roby's also about if he came and did a sign-in in our shop. It's very old Phil hasn't, though. That's the, the big question. <laughs> Briefly, once, of course, I uh, used to write press releases on things and send them out to people to not get printed. Um, which leads me to... Why do the Bradford Bulls release that statement oh. to the fans? Because I always think these things, A, it looked terrible, but B, it's just pandering to a set of fans who are never going to be happy anyway, and everyone else is just pointing and laughing because it's hilarious. The best part of it is the replies to the, <laughs> to the tweet. Featherstone Rovers, super fev, they've gone two, foot, two feet in. Trolled them. They've gone Luke Gale style in on them. Bradford Bulls are Johnny Lomax, Benson Rovers are Luke Gale, and they'll probably win on Monday anyway, so it doesn't matter. But statements like that, I, I just don't. I, I don't. It's like when uh, people say, "Oh, they should give the fans their money back for going," and we lost hundred nil. Well, tough. That's sport. It happens. It's um, it's it's like the dreaded vote of confidence. Let me look at the league. Everything's team. fine. Honestly, it's fine. By the way, you've been sacked tomorrow. I don't know anything so about. Don't rugby. say anything. But that that statement, I mean, to not attribute a name to it I mean I do feel somewhat for the Bradford Bulls fans because in terms of rugby league no one's had it worse Absolutely. in the last 10 what 12 years um, particularly for those who put a lot of money and essentially got pissed up on the wall uh, or against <laughs> the wall however you like to put it um, but yeah it just it just seems to be the same old story there doesn't it I mean Jimmy yeah. Peacock may as well have sold uh, but he burnt his shirts or something rather good it did. Melted his medals down. Um, if you look at the championship table, the top two teams in the championship now, I could have told you were going to be the top two teams in the championship, and I don't know anything. So why Bradford decided to 
claim they were going to be in a promotion push this year. When, in, in reality, is anyone going to challenge for the Snow Lee? And the answer, I, th I think it's forty nine percent yes for fair, forty nine percent Lee, two percent just in case Leicester City turn up. I think but otherwise, yeah, it's because Bradford are outside the playoff spots. But again, only on points. <laughs> but look, they spend more than Barrow. They spend more than <laughs> yeah. Batley. They spend more than Sheffield. Probably spend more than Witness. Yeah. They may spend more than Halifax. So no, no, they're underperforming. Yeah, clearly. yeah. But they, they haven't they haven't progressed in the last three years. I think is it fifth, sixth, and fifth, or I think the yeah. the bigger concern is that um, you know less people are going to watch them on a regular basis. So there might you know there might be a one off crowd of five thousand eight hundred against Halifax on Easter Monday. It's a local derby. That's going to be one of your big sellers of the season. The worry for Bradford would be. You get three quarters of the way through the season. You're at home to Newcastle, and there's only eleven hundred people there. Then all of the sums that you've done throughout the year to be commercially viable are not added it's up. Not, it's not surprising no. that people aren't turning up when they've been lied to, what they've been through, <laughs> false promises, and, false dawns. And whether um, they, you know, yeah. again, you've got to manage. I can't, I can't fault them. You've got to manage the club prudently, but when they see divisional rivals signing players, they deem to be higher profile than the ones that their club is signing. And the, the the answer for them seems to be just setting up another friend of the balls squad builder, essentially to try and squeeze leech. What, yeah, squeeze, squeeze so yeah, exactly. Or, or yeah, another I mean, dual registration agreement in the hope that the Super League clubs they've registered with haven't got too many injured players and can loan them some. Because yeah. they're not going to be getting any from Leeds. I think, I think the fans want some honesty, some, some realism, you know. Um, but also yeah. the the cost has to match the reality and well that's yeah that's it they are a championship club and they have been for how many years now and um, I think again too much focus is on if they get back to the Super League they'll have at least ten thousand fans like that's not even given anymore yeah, anyway. No. It's looking at Bradford through the prism of 10 good years or whatever mm -hmm. and ignoring the rest of the history of rugby league in Bradford over well, 150 years ago. which <laughs> is this is the third incarnation of a team called Bradford and it's not my anti-Bradford nature it's just Fourth. actual reality but he yeah. does go to proof that all those people who wrote those Bradford the back articles after they beat Leeds in the cup were writing that's a nonsense because they were because you can't take one result and they lost Halifax the week after fair play to Halifax by the way playing pretty much the whole game with 12 men and one so well done Halifax um, but I, I don't know what Bradford can do to change anything because they're like Oddsall is as it is. That's not going to change. They're not going to change that into some super stadium. That ship has been and sailed long ago. I think so the they're shame, by that. Part of the shame is that you're looking at what Hulk KR are doing now yeah. and, and, and lauding it. Some of that is on the back of taking a core of some very good Bradford youngsters. It is, yeah. At the time. Yeah. Um, you know, the Matty Stortons and Ellen Minchellas, Rowan Mills, Ethan Ryan. You know, if they were still at Bradford or Bradford were building a team around those those sort of players, they'd, they'd be higher up the championship table. So I think there isn't really a junior coming through at the moment who's being coveted by other clubs. That's that's part of the issue. But obviously they've got injuries, but every team's got injuries. So it's, it's not... The issues with Bradford aren't just based on what's I think, on the field. I think they haven't been for a long their, time. Their half-back pairing of Deck Patton and Jordan Lilly should be as Virtually as good as anything in that Super, division. Yeah. I think the change would be whether whether the head coach 
goes or is relieved of his duties. But again, who do you get? Because we're every, our conversation tonight has been <laughs> circulatory. That what pole do you fish in for coaches at the moment? The easiest thing to say, oh, I'll get rid of the coach. No, I mean, who are you going to replace? He has, with? and you know, obviously John Key has got a, a fantastic CV and, mm. and won a lot, but he has been there, I think, three years or maybe longer. They haven't really progressed past the point. But again, so you, you do have to judge him on his performances. But it's a financial thing as well, because is, you yeah. can't just um, terminate contracts these days. It's not quite that easy. But who would they get so far? Yeah, it's got to get. Who would they get? Coaches out there, Phil. I'm sure there's lots who would who would put their hand up. I'm yeah, but you've got to get somebody who. <laughs> Jeff Toomey's uh, unemployed. <laughs> stood on the. Uh, Bring back Toomey. He's, he's gone to the National Media Museum. Stood on the grassy knoll with his binoculars. <laughs> I'm not the coach. <laughs> on holiday, leave him alone. Oh dear! Don't don't send out statements like that. Just no, don't, just don't, it, don't. I don't it's, think it's, that helps. So counterproductive. It doesn't I help. Just, you know. In fact, it ratchets up the pressure. And they've got Featherston this week yeah, on television, yeah. which is, you know. Fev who've got dip. more players than they know what to do. They could set up a, a feeder team, could Fev? Leeds. Well, they are going to them, <laughs> send them to Leeds. The, um, but the thing about that is they could be embarrassed on Premier. They, yeah. they may well win, yeah. but they but it could not. show the gulf between where Bradford actually are and where they th- hope they might have been. And when you put out a statement like that, it almost paints you into a cul-de-sac. Here's, uh, here's Lewis lobbing, lobbing, lobbing a grenade in to things. What's the chance of mergers happening when two leagues of ten happen? For example, Oldham, Swinton and Rochdale joining together. Is two tens just completely off now? for Because yeah. when we spoke to Simon Johnson last year, it seemed to be, it was hinted about, wasn't it? That, that seemed to be the way we were going, but now it's, it's not happening. So. I think there's no chance of mergers. We don't know what's going to happen next. I think people would rather their clubs to die than merge. I think that's... I, I don't Even think, if it makes good sense, it won't happen. I don't think it's an issue about merge. It's an issue about what do you want your sport to look like. And uh, without ever capping anybody's ambition, what do you want your elite <laughs> competition to be? And ge- geographically, what do you want it to be? And that makes some decisions then about the current teams that are in existing competition. I, I, I think we, you know, you look back at the, uh, the Challenge Cup and why was it a success? It's because Cumbria got an occasional visit from two great teams and loads of people turn up. They wanted to be part of it. The amateur game in the area moved fixtures so that everybody could go. Every, everyone knew that Whitehaven weren't going to be St Helens, but that's the, you know, that was a big event game. And that doesn't mean that you know, you're denying Whitehaven the chance to ever be in Super League. It doesn't mean that you're saying teams in Cumbria should merge. It's just you need to come up with something where everyone gets something out of whatever structure you come up with. We've never addressed that. I was crossing the street when I met the love of my life. I chased after her. Nothing would stand in my way. Not the dog walker, nor the hot dog vendor. Finally reaching her, I asked, what do you call that amazing smell? Um, it's Gain Flings. Gain Flings. My love had a name, but more importantly... It had a scent. Fall in love with Gain Flings. Seriously good scent. Try Gain Flings today with special savings at Family Dollar. Would he kick Charlie and Nottingham? Yeah. And we've let, um, and Cornwall are in. And again, watching a couple of their games on our league, 
it's a long haul. So, you know, what is the plan for a club like Cornwall? They're, they're putting a toe in some sand, but what's the plan? I don't know. I haven't heard, I haven't heard one, Phil. That's is what there I, a plan the, for League One? Is no, there a plan the sport for... needs a plan. You know, what Midlands Hurricanes appear to be doing, the pitches that we seem to get back from their game. The food days, looks great. Yeah, with, with the craft beer. And, <laughs> I, I don't know about the, the team, but, that's, but the... That's uh, what you've got to sell yeah. people on, isn't it? And, and this exactly. Is, this is the big test for Eric Perez down at, at Cornwall, at Toronto. He had it easy because... They had the best squad in their division. They mm. were always going to walk it. I know they yeah. dropped a point at Keithley or whatever, but they walked that division. Yeah. They walked the championship the second time in the end, although they were walking it the first year as well. But at Cornwall, you're starting with a team who are not doing that. They are not full of stars. Absolutely. They are... Well, you've stated your ambition is, is not to be competitive in the, in the <laughs> sense of getting promotion. You, know, we you, want... can't, you can't be competitive when you fill a team of people who've never played rugby exactly. league. Like, you know, but, I think me and Rich ha- might have a chance. But at the same time, when, it, no, when Cornwall are put into the division, people like Eric Perez are saying, and in seven years we'll be in Super League. You just go, look. I, th- I think he's saying comment was that, that Super League was going to be bigger than the NRL. And that how, how are you going to achieve that? Because unless there is a plan and how you fit into that plan and what resource you can bring to that plan, you, you are talking... You know, Fulham, Fulham came into the game 42 years ago. We're arguably going backwards in London <laughs> at the moment. Why is Cornwall going to be the answer? Well, I'm not Cornwall saying it isn't, and I'm, I'm not saying we shouldn't have a team there, yeah. but what is the overall plan for the sport? And where does Cornwall fit into it? And where do Whitehaven fit into it? And how do Bradford fit into it? And, and those are the questions that the strategic working group have got to come up with answers to. As there were in seventy one and ninety seven. <laughs> honestly, it history is repeating itself, and we get to this point every time where we need to make some decisions, and we don't. We pull back. The future. So it's not about <coughs> mergers. The future's in the past. The future is is the women, because um, it is um, semi finals this week. It's the children. Well, no, no, not the children. The women. Mind you, some of the Super League teams are full of women. Super League teams are full of children. Uh, when they're able to play, when they're old enough. Um, what a super bumper day of rugby league it is on Sunday because you've got th- uh, one o'clock Wigan versus Southland Channel Four, three o'clock Oldham Cornwall on our league, and at six forty-five Hullersea versus Catalans. And in between those, you've got the two women's semi-finals, uh, St Helens versus Fev, which everyone expects uh, St Helens to win, and I'm sure they will. And York versus Leeds, which is a fascinating game. If I say Leeds will win then someone will tell someone at York and they will all be on the group chat and then they'll all dislike this video. Um, but that's allegedly... But Sophie Robinson presumably isn't yeah, playing she's, as she's, she'll be in well, I mean, I, the I keep, Bahamas. I keep a close eye on her Instagram feed of food. I, she, I don't know how she eats all that food and remains uh, an, an, an international rugby league player. But um, No, it's yeah. 2.30 kick-off York and Leeds on the BBC... Red eye button. Or... Player. Sky Channel 981 or whatever it is. If you got the chance to watch it? Just a bit of breaking news. Oh. Um, Wigan hooker Sam Powell has been given a six-match ban for his crusher tackle. He's lucky. He's lucky. In the other high-profile hearing, Hull forward Brad Fash was cleared of an allegation of biting due to insufficient evidence. Oh, I thought that he was playing on Monday as if he knew he was going to get banned. He was so great bad. hair, though. I thought we'd gone back to 1972 <laughs> I can't speak he's, I'm he's, envious he's, he's, he's an extra from Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome but um, 
Yeah, six games. I think probably he's, I probably think about right. I think he's lucky. I think, I mean, I, I had a quick look the other day at Crush's general bands. I think that's about right. Usually they seem to be six. No, so. But it was it was very ugly. Yeah. And luckily the, the I think it was a Benison. Full credit was, to John Benison who jumped straight up, didn't milk it. Well, I don't think you... <laughs> I don't think there was any worry about milking it. Uh, it's just good, lucky that he wasn't injured, but yeah, that was just that was horrific. And how he didn't get a red card, I don't know. So Considering out, you could you could sneeze a few weeks ago. He's out of the semi final. Yeah. yeah. Would pro- would probably be out of the final if we're going to. It's all bunched up this year, isn't it? I've forgotten. Mm-hmm. It's, it's within a, what three weeks after the semis are mm-hmm. leaving. But yeah, it, what should we win the semis if you can? Yes. On, on, what's your complaint? Your sure. that should be a really good game. And, and, and we've got some good players in there as well as Major. I don't know how Brogan Chairman's playing Eagles squad. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think there's any Maybe other player. Maybe she'll get called up after she takes yeah. the St. Helens yeah. pack apart. Uh, no, she'll get signed by St. Helens if she did that. That's what I mean. That's what I'm getting the Eagles into. Now, now people are going to think we're anti St. Helens. No, I told you before, we're anti Huddersfield. Um, and Bradford. And Cass. Um, and Salford. And Salford. Oh, yeah, yeah, Salford. Um, Jeff says, Agar and Warrington. Oh, yeah, we definitely hate Warrington. Uh, Agar stabilised Leeds, says Jeff, by sending them into free fall. That was a bit harsh. And Hetherington only wants glove puppets coaching the team. Oh, I'm Ronald Smith. I think they were in free fall before he got the job. I think he stopped them in. They were in crisis. Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. people online are saying you're in crisis, Dave. Um, is there any other news before we talk about what happened on the pitch? Any other news? Because yeah. <laughs> usually I know. I, I will, I'm sure. I'm sure there is actually. I just can't yeah, think of. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I can't um, think of it. And I do enjoy it when you're all chatting on the, on the chat. It's always good. I'm glad you're. In, you know, we'll, we'll we'll try and do it live more often. Just things get in the way. I'm interviewing a rugby union player. The NRL are considering going to America. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's never been done before. No. <laughs> because Peter Valandis has said so the market's it? saturated in Australia. Yeah. Not, no teams not... in South Australia, no teams in Western Australia, no team in Tasmania, no but team in saturated. Northern Territory. No yeah. team in the South Island of New is Zealand. Is that the bits but... where anyone lives? Or is that just all that blank bit? No, no, people do live do in Perth. Perth and Adelaide. Not, not very many in Darwin. Oh, well, you know, it's, it's, Tasmania. My knowledge of Australia no, doesn't have a huge. Launceston. No, it doesn't. That's true. Well, they've got cricket ground in Perth, yeah. But uh, there's a few people in the South Island who, yeah, you know, yeah, New Zealand. Absolutely. You think Christchurch, or but maybe Wellington. Maybe? Again, talking of plans for the sport, what is the plan to open up America? It could well be that taking an NRL game is a strategically wise. Well, we, Decision. We took a but state how, of origin game in the eighties. Well, a test match in Denver. And yeah, and didn't, didn't yeah, didn't Warrington wasn't Warrington in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, I mean, one-off games 90s. might create a bit of buzz and maybe make a bit of money, but yeah. You so know, what is the plan? There is no plan, Phil. Come well, on. they've had another another. <laughs> we know we know this film. Another American football league has kicked off last week. Um, to fanfare of some degree in America, but it, it's second tier. Third in, in saying that, though, like it's not an easy place to crack. No, it took I, football decades, rugby unions just having think, some success but failed no, a couple of times. I just think we've yeah. got a product that is ideally suited to that market. We don't if, have the money to market it, and we we, we don't, don't have the nous or the leaders, and we don't have the player base or the sudden, collective will to suddenly say no. some guys who are coming to the end of a very illustrious career can go mm. over and play at a high standard, which would get people interested. 
Which I think is what you want. I think the Toronto episode showed there's not the collective will no, to support it across the game either. Well, at least in in this hemisphere. No. Um, well, I don't think there is between the hemispheres. No. Because no, I just I think, you know whatever whatever we we might think of the the merit of of our competition over here, it is so looked down upon by the NRL and the ARLC that they won't work with us because they don't feel we can offer anything. And also the, I mean, I think, I don't know how big an element in this. The, the game going, uh, the, the I think it's the opening round, isn't it? Going to um, America, but it's Manly and South Sydney. South Sydney, who are owned by a Hollywood actor. Yep. Manly, who are owned and by what? a businessman who lives in New York. And, the and, business, and, so. and have another Hollywood actor. Yeah, in, in, Hugh Jack, in Hugh Jackman. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, that, yeah. It's a money spinner for those two clubs as opposed to a development tool for the sport of rugby league. Mm. Where are our super famous people supporting our clubs? Oh, got Wayne Rooney. We're still waiting to hear what's happening with the NARL as well, aren't we? The Euro 13. It's not like you can tap into something that's on the ground. (coughs) The problem is, and it's. it's, I read an article about British basketball last week. In The Guardian? In The Guardian. I read that, it was a very good piece. I would come from the perspective as. I mean, it's interesting what gets funded and what doesn't in this country, Mm. isn't it? And you'd say. Rowing. There are more. Well, there you go. I mean, I don't need to go any further, do I? What a, what a load of crap the boat races, and that's put on prime time television. And it shouldn't be anywhere near it. Um, basketball's obviously popular amongst a certain section of people, which obviously don't get the money from the sports council people or whatever they're called these days, but the likes of rowing and tennis and whatever does. Basketball, as a spectator sport in this country, will never hit a height that people think it should. Because it can be easily compared to the products in America, well, which the, is far superior. The NBA comes to London and they sell yeah. out, much yeah. like the you know the NFL does the same. Now, now the NRL. So the NRL should probably come and. Yeah. Play. The NRL is better than the Super League. We know that, yeah. but the Super League's not terrible. No, 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 no. So no. You know. There's only two competitions in the world. I'm yeah. not saying people who play British basketball are terrible, but they're not. You know. Well, I mean, if you're going to rate it in basketball leagues. It's probably not in the top ten, not even the maybe the top fifteen. So that's that's the reality, Rich. You are it's easier you are. to pick up basketball and rowing, isn't it? I can go down to my local park and play basketball. I can't go. But the thing golf. is, and this this ties into what Phil was saying earlier about the Challenge Cup and back in the day in Cumbria, we're in a globalized world. Mm-hmm. You can watch the NBA every day. You know, mm-hmm. I remember growing up in the nineties. You know, the Michael Jordan era of basketball was massive. Was that the NBA? No, that was the when he came out of retirement. That was nineteen ninety four. After he played baseball for a bit, yeah. It was Space Jam, the original, not the crappy LeBron version. Um, that was that was huge, but you could only watch it, you know, half an hour. Now you can watch every game, yeah. And the, the same thing in you know in Australia, you Which can watch great, Premier League football, but you're not necessarily going to go down and watch your local team. Look, so our friends, our friends in Toronto watch the, want to watch the Super League highlights on Twitter, can't because they're geo-blocked by the broadcast. <laughs> That's the difference. Just mix everything into one uh, yeah. rant about something. But, but I think that you know that takes it away because back, sorry, Phil, when you were when you were growing up, you couldn't watch the Winfield Cup or you know you couldn't watch every NRL game on. You couldn't on, watch live football. Yeah, you. Well, you couldn't. You, probably, you had to there wait wasn't many games on, the day, on live, Saturday live English Premier League, no, was it? Yeah. No, no, but I mean soccer, which is the national exactly, yeah. You could not watch yeah. a live game. Yeah. You could watch some highlights on a Saturday mm. night, and that was it. Now you can be in now, you know, Singapore or Hong Kong. Yeah. You can watch every Premier League game. You know? Yeah. 
yeah. and championship game and some League One games. It's mm. like you are saturated with. But that's what. But what that means is the big clubs get bigger. Yep. And they, their audiences are now global, which makes them more money. So the gap between the mm. top and the bottom is even. But bigger. then you have to tailor your sport to the fact that that is how it is, not or how you, you would like a super it to be. League. <laughs> but then that again disenfranchises yes, yes, yeah, the course. bulk of the teams below it. it and, does. And, the and Scunthorpe United, um, who have just been relegated, they have, they have. and not you're not going to fashion the Champions League around the champs that they might be in it someday. The you whole just defended di- Kevin Keegan. The whole dynamic and changes. Ian Botham yeah. in one comment, Phil. It's oh, outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> Leave beefy alone. The trade envoy to Australia. <laughs> One of the greats. Lord, Lord Botham plugging that One thing on the, the telly that's going to sort his feet out. <sighs> is he still walking with elephants? Do you, do you still don't anymore? He's not, is he on Twitter anymore? I don't know. Is he still... Uh, not, not after that, no. After his middle stump uh, incident. I'm sorry. <sighs> do you not, do you not say, I don't know what he, he's talking he did about. did a... Uh, We've segged away very middle, far. The middle stump yeah. incident. Is that a euphemism for something? It is a euphemism right. for something. Okay. Right. So, yeah, I was going to mention a rugby league player who did the same, but I'm not going to do that. Um, elsewhere, Gary's been shopping in Poundland again, Say JMS. Well, these have made the decisions they have in recent years. You can't attract top coaches or players to the club. They've got that marquee players. They've got Blake Austin and Ben Caesar and some other people. Um, Andy <coughs> says, has the two marquee here been... Uh, uh, for at least a while both teams were successful pre the market year a coincidence Carson says it's uh, Kukasha's revenge <laughs> not the time but I know no. some people suffering from that at the moment I think the disparity is also the you know the salary caps hmm? you know you can earn as a, as a middle rung NRL player you can earn probably as much as a marquee player's on you know it's not like the early 2000s where you get your your hmm? Kidleys and your Jamie Lyons and etc at least Leeds versus Derby will be back in. At uh, least versus Bradford will be back in twenty twenty three. They're not getting relegated. Leeds are not going to get relegated. Um, so Super League happened twice. Uh, I know I've had to tick the teams who won on, on on Monday, but who were the big winners then over Easter? Who were saying had the best Easter? Not Leeds. The worst Easter? Not Anybody Leeds. who won twice, because uh, it's just St Helens, Okay. Castleford Tigers, Castleford. It is just, I mean, I, I don't think if we're, any of us were being honest, any of the games on Monday, you would put on a highlight can video. I, can I just make a small point? Um, was it Daryl Clark's try? Yes. <laughs> we go, was it 70 metres or 80? Well, that, is I don't that know not it, the worst? I don't know if it was that far, but no. there is a picture of well, they're all this, their way. entire whole team, apart from Jake Connor, who is just realising what his teammates are about uh, to do. I don't think I've Turning seen a worse display from an entire 13 at a professional Well, did you see um, Paul McShane's try against Wakefield? <laughs> yes, I did. But that was one player. That, that was bad. I think that was Liam Hood, wasn't it? There were three people looking around going... But that, that was... I mean, that, that's kind of understandable in the sense that, you know, he was looking around, but a whole team <laughs> on a pet... Like, I'm sorry. I mean, won? They, won the, won? Yeah, they won the game, so I guess... It doesn't matter, but that was... I mean, I know it's not comedy, but that was one of the funniest thing I've seen in a long time. I just, I, so is there a lot of point talking about Monday's games on the basis of the fact that quality was so compromised? My issue is this Friday's games. 
Which, is, as you've said in the history of this program, every every year, it's always the third round that is the, it, the worst because you've got the compound of two. And games. I think the one after as well. Yeah. In some mm. respects, I have absolute admiration for Christian Wolf and yeah, what what yeah. he's doing this week, what he's said about why he's doing it. Um, I think it, in some ways, it's unfair on Castleford because they would hope that Saints would come with all of their star name players. Be it's, quite happy. it's unfair <laughs> on Sky. Because they're covering that game. They should be. They should be covering a game at Leeds and Toulouse. To be fair, that's <laughs> well, much the much hasn't turned up in the. Uh, but they and they usually they usually play but, every Leeds game anyway. But they so. picked that in advance, haven't they? And Castleford Saints has been a good game for them in in previous years. Yeah, but not this year. But um, I, I just think Easter's come home to roost this this weekend. Chickens. Um, Chickens. No, I th- I thought um, you were obviously you, there heading on you Thursday, were, but well, you, uh, but the way Leeds. Deserved to win against Huddersfield and somehow conceded two tries in two minutes. But then crazy. I, I would also say that their attitude in the Golden Point extra time period was actually a positive. Well, they, they were much better. They were much better. Because having conceded two tries there. at the yeah. end of the game, you would have thought their heads would have been so far mm. down that they wouldn't have got themselves up even for the first set of six. They actually were the closest to winning it even in Golden Point extra time. But um, another injury to Jack Walker. Absolutely. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I just, just, you know, you were from. at Huddersfield on Monday no, for what should have been the game of the round between two teams in the top three. You said it, you know, it's a tough watch. It was a, it, it was a, a very grimy game, yes, yeah. But it's a tough watch. It was I, one for the purists. You know, I, I, I went to Castleford and again, close game, television will always re- revel in a close game, the whole Jacksonfield story, which I understand why television would revel in. Mm. But as a game... Just a really tough watch. You know, th- those 9,000 people that were there would have turned up whenever you played that game. It, it doesn't have to be Easter Monday. When, when Castle play Leeds, that's one of their big home games <coughs> of the season. It doesn't have to be Easter. You know, Huddersfield playing St. Helens is a big game. Play it when you can get the best out of that game. Um, I, I, I just don't know if there's any merit in reviewing... What the, the, uh, I mean, the fixture computer wasn't very yeah. kind to Cass, was it? Giving them two two rivals over but the, the But the other thing is, how, how, how is it fair now as well? If we have two teams from France that somebody has got to play on a Thursday and then, or Friday as it turned out for Hull because that's when the derby was, to so go through all the emotion of a derby game and then get on a plane and fly out. So yeah, the fact that the, the yeah, fact that they teams. won was incredible merit to Hull KR and we're 18-4 down and mm. still came back. But we shouldn't be asking people to do this. No, definitely. Couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, the, the French derby on, on Maundy Thursday should have been a real standalone event. The first one we've ever had. No other games played on that Thursday. Sky down there. Let's talk about the impact it's going to have for French rugby league. Then play a, you know... Wigan Saints and maybe Hull KR morning and afternoon on Good Friday. Play all well, the games. Why have we weekend. gone back to this playing four games at the same time? Palava. I mean, you were, you were there at Headley. I was yeah. there at Headley. We would have we would have watched the derby. We couldn't watch the derby because we only have a certain amount of His, eyes. History was being made. You want yeah. to watch that? But Friday was great. You know, there was a 12.30 game yeah. and there was a 3 o'clock game. Fantastic. But again, that goes back to the argument of spreading the games over the yeah. weekend, doesn't it? There's no reason yeah. not to. You so you are you are hurting your own TV viewers, yeah. uh, figures. Sorry, you could have had a game on Thursday, two games Friday as usual. You had a game on Saturday. Yeah, 
game on two, Sunday, game two on games Monday. Monday or yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, or two games, stay it over Monday. Yeah. Feed the championship wherever. I know that's a bit harsh, but the Super League is the top product. So and then you could then go back to having a game this Thursday as opposed to... Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, people mind about the Thursday games, but when they're not there, you do notice that they're not there. It's essentially a TV... Yeah. But it cool. works. Absolutely. You know, that's Absolutely. what... I mean, as sad as probably people don't want to admit it, we are content for a TV company. Well, it would be very interesting to see... <laughs> they're what... not paying 26 million <laughs> Well, it would be interesting year. to see what figures Channel 4 get because they're moving from Saturday to Sunday this I'm week. Not seeing, I'm not seeing that game promoted in any way, shape or form. Which is difficult that's... when they're a month It is, between yeah, games. yeah. I think it's that's It's difficult that they've yeah. got a game that you would say, on paper, one team is heavy favourites to beat the other. Um, so it's hard to build up like they have with a couple of the other games mm. when the competition's fresh and there's no real form line. The form line would say, Wigan should Wigan beat Solvay. <laughs> yeah. um, Jay Fielder score 58 tries. And if he doesn't, then the French. French. Yeah. But it'd be very interesting to see what kind of an, an audience they get for a Sunday lunchtime game. Mm. And Again, if, it's, if, if it was me, Channel 4 games should always be half past 12 on a Saturday. All of their 10 games this year should be in the tame, same time slot. <coughs> So everyone knows. Yeah. No one is. You're building a brand now. Is there anything from the games that you want to mention from the weekend? Uh, Jackson Powell made his debut. Did, did you know that? No, no, I didn't. I, didn't, I, I haven't have seen. Have I haven't. Se well, I've heard about it. I obviously wasn't at the game and was watching another game, so I haven't seen it. How did he play? Because it was interesting on the Thursday night at uh, Headingley yeah. before Leeds and Huddersfield. He. It was the winning drop goal, didn't he, in the reserves against Wigan? Yeah, the reserves yeah. were 18 nil down and he orchestrated the 23-22 win, including Must have some good DNA. winning drop goal. Um, how did he play? Admirably, in, mm. in, in the sense that Blake Austin was there to protect him a little bit on his debut, and he'd gone within six minutes with, with a cut head and a failed HIA. So more was asked off Sinfield. So I think defensively, You'd have to admire a kid who clearly is still developing. A lot of traffic run at him. Nowhere really to hide. Didn't shirk. Um, put in a, a try assist with a with a kick that, to be fair, Jake Maymow fumbled. But <coughs> the kick was accurate. Still counts. It was accurate. Needed. It was where it needed to be. Mm. Uh, no. <sighs> should should they should the the laws or the rules be changed that you have to be eighteen to debut first team? Obviously, they change that in the NRL. Because the just think they've got more, so much more talent over there. Here, we. I think it's more, it's more of a player welfare issue because if you're a 17 year old kid who's yeah. 72 who kilos running wet yeah, and yeah. you've got I 120 think it, I think kilogram does, Pacific Islanders running out, yeah, it does depend yeah. on what position you play. And Joseph Suwali looks like a man even at the age of 16. Mm. So. I mean, Jack Sinfield looks very slightly yeah, built. Yeah, and obviously but he got plays a in a position where... He's obviously tough and you know, yeah, mentally, mentally you know, strong. So, Much yeah. like his father. Yep. No, I think um, you, you, he'll make his home debut this, uh, this Friday against Toulouse. It'll be really interesting to see what... The, the crowd will clearly get behind him. Um, but it'd be interesting to see what that weight of expectation is week on week. Um, He's wearing the same number that his father wore when he made his debut, so we'll see. I'd, you, you would wish nothing but success for somebody like that because it's great for the game as a whole, isn't it? If you can have sons and 
talented youngsters come through and inherit the mantle of their fathers. But yeah, he's not gone to Leicester or something. Like it, we'll see. I we'll was see. lucky to see the uh, the Scott Fulton era at Manly, so yeah, I always exactly. thank my lucky stars. Exactly. <laughs> we were trying to think of What's the game of great, great players who have exceeded the... Jordy Crowe. Yeah, that's one of the examples. <laughs> and there aren't many. Um, I think Pele's son was a goalkeeper. But there are exceptions, aren't there, rather than the rule? Yeah, I think there there is a couple, isn't there? But not yeah. Johnny Bester. Probably just starting to exceed his dad, who was a great player. Ben Stokes, but kind of different sports. So, but yeah. it's rare. The the vast majority. We, I think there'll be a, a list in the Leeds program on Friday of fathers and sons who played for the club. I think we got up to about nine, and I think with the greatest respect to virtually all of the sons they don't match up to their fathers there's, there's only a couple you could say you know you could debate whether kevin dick was a better player than alec dick um but there aren't many you know even even the great bev risman he's not gus risman so it's it's a hell of an onus on jack sinfield it makes you feel old to watch it but it it's potentially a great story for the sport you know i, I would there with your your good friend and colleague, Mr. Ross Heppinstall. A yeah, well, friend of mine. But the sports <laughs> desk of the Times mm. was oh, ringing up yeah. before the game saying, can you file some words about... The son Jackson? of a rugby union coach is... Uh... No, but they'd heard the name since. <laughs> no, of course. You know, that, had... bloke, that bloke who did those marathons. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think the, marath the, you know, the, the charity work, which is unbelievable. But, yeah, but what, a national yeah, So Jack Sinfield already has a cachet for the sport yeah, yeah, where a national sports editor is ringing up saying, yeah. will you file some copy about it? And I think it, it is an interesting... We can't turn that It down. is an interesting story, you know, when, you, when you talk yeah. about that kind of parental link and... Yeah. Just so wait, I'm wishing well. Just wait for next month's forty twenty, which has the big, big expose about how rugby league is completely uh, ignored in certain media circles. Stay, stay tuned for that next month. I've done the research and everything. Oh, the, the can we put a table in? Can we put tables? I don't know. I'm sure, we can design but, something. Uh, but just, just wait because it is. It, it's a damning document <coughs> on where rugby league is. Um, Carson says, former player, insert name here, says, if he's good enough, he's old enough. Oh. Uh, Tom says, Tim McGraw ended up a bigger star than Tug McGraw. There you go, there's my phone. That sparkles McGraw. Um, we mentioned him both of earlier. I think I'm trying three sports. Formerly, he's got a heritage to Brody. How many games did he play for? Andy Farrell and... Uh... Owen Farrell. Uh, no, he can't be as good as his dad. You know, Pat Fares so Fords. It's, it, but what we're, what we're looking for are exceptions, not mm. rules. So mm. it, you've got that double pressure of carrying the name as well and the reputation as well as what you need to be a professional sports person, mm. which is something pretty special anyway. So, so usually that kind of nepotism only happens in broadcasting. Richard <laughs> Dimbleby, David Dimbleby, <laughs> Jonathan Dimbleby. Um, all the people on national radio who are the offspring of other people who've been you know, famous as Don't you else. dare say Martha Kellner. No, no, she's good. And as, as he's a brother, because I work with him, so big up Dave. Uh, loves his golf. I think the championship only having one game over Easter, and again, a lot of those being rival round games, a lot of those attendances being high. That, that you know, if they do it, why doesn't the top division do it? It's false economy. I used to work with Martha. I keep forgetting that I used to work with. Did you? Yeah. 
That, so that was that was that was Super League. Some stuff happened. Championship: uh, Batley beat Dewsbury, so Brighton writes them. Halifax beat Bradford, as we mentioned. Fev hammered Barrow. Uh, Sheffield beat London. Uh, Lee beat Winners, and they've just sent Kieran Dixon there. Um, York beat Newcastle in League One. Doncaster beat Cornwall. Nine hundred forty-three. I guess in the bad crowd. Although I don't yeah. know how many people there to watch Sheffield Eagles because I think they played after. No, the they did. They yeah. did. Um, Hunslet lost to Keatsley. That was late on, 20 points to 16. Midlands beat London, Scottish. Gary Schofield, the hosting. Oh, I saw that, yeah, yeah. <coughs> oh. uh, Rochdale beat Oldham in the big, what was it, the M something derby? Oh, yeah, something M- derby. M60. And uh, Swinton lost in rivals round to North Wales. Which looked like six. a really good game at the top of League One. And North Wales are top. They are unbeaten. They... And Featherson are the only unbeaten teams left in the men's game. Just in case someone says otherwise. Um, is there anything else to mention? I mean, there's games this week, but as you say, it's... Uh, LDRL's back. LDRL's back. That got lots of publicity. Which is brilliant. Um, there's a PDRL World Cup, and I'm not know what's going on with PD. It just seems to... Everyone, it seems to have been... It's festivals. Pushed, pushed Festival. Well, because they bought in classification, so... Um, I need to go to a wheelchair game soon cause I'm, but I've tried to look for the features and I can't remember. the next one's not until months away or something Who's at the home Leeds so it's not because I'm not going to Leeds uh, it's not that far I don't know it's the Leeds Riders Network team are playing in Hull that can't like, you're not spread, picking Hull they can't they're, the not gonna, they're not going to be shouting Leeds are they come on now well certainly not going to be shouting Rhinos that's yeah, good Rhinos like Saracens or something Um Unless you know anything else, John. I don't think... no. oh, a few things, but no, nothing that sometimes. You can, nothing that you can... um, I don't think Brad Drew's going to Hulk. Brad Drew? Brad Drew? Sorry, not for, Brad Drew. Former, former Wakefield Brad, Brad, Brad Drew. Dwyer. Brad Dwyer. To replace Matt Parcell? I don't, well, don't, I don't think so, but you never know. But, but Matt yeah. Parcell leaving Hulk out? I don't think it's been decided, but it looks... I think Tony yeah. Smith departing will also... Looks likely. ...mean yeah. that some players will... An exodus. It's called mm. an exodus. Not an exodus, but I think... No, but clickbaiting. Exodus. There's some players who are coming off contract who will say, if Tony ain't going to be there, I might try somewhere else. There definitely seems to be a lot of movement in the transfer transfer market. At the May moment. the 1st, isn't it? That well, as you, <laughs> as, you, as, you, as you know, Phil, the, the movement generally happens well before you're actually allowed May to the do first any movement. is the official but, day yes. for... Yeah, I think... Zach Cardoga going to play for Wigan again? Well, there's, there seems to be some rumours that, yeah... Where's that he, where will he go but at this stage? They've been denied, at least rules. to me. They don't have um, a full-back yet. But in terms of salary cap, yeah, they would be able to afford Lee or Featherston really makes sense. I mean... To lose? Well, they would have space on their salary cap. I don't, I don't know their oh, ownership structure. They need a fullback. Yeah. To replace again, as I said about culture and team dynamics. Dynamics. Oh, but it's also, how many how many second chances? But it's also if he, stru- if, he if he struggled to get is to he training. Good, but is he as good as doesn't he matter. once was? Doesn't matter. If he struggled to get to training from Pontefract to Wigan, how is he going to get to Toulouse? It's still that reputation thing. If if you were good once, you're always good until you get. No, I think he. I think he is a talent. And I'd love for him to fulfil his talent for for longer. But it seems that, that he's on the outer at Wigan. He's he's almost the victim of Jai <coughs> Field and Bevan French coming into the team. It's like, we can't find a space for you anymore. Uh, plus, 
clearly he was dropped for a an internal disciplinary issue, which he's led to believe is is perhaps being late for training. Um, so he won't be like a white man because that's too far. Is he on the outer? Do you think they've got the elastics on the cap of white? Um, well, if you come out and if if you wanted to keep someone, you can easily say, "Oh, he's got a groin strain or something." I mean, it's great of Wigan being honest and stuff, but you don't have to say that, do you? I'm being Kurt tonight, apparently, says uh, Tom. <laughs> Kurt who? I don't know. Kurt oh, it's Cap- Captain right? Kirk? Yeah. <laughs> um, Teddy says he's not Kirk Kurt. That's the bit of cash. This is not a cult, this programme. There are some cults in rugby league, though, but I can't talk about them on air. Um, <laughs> so I have to talk about Leave later. the Scientologists Possibly alive. misheard. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, boy, some of the... Th- we can't tell you everything. You know, it's the problem. I don't really know anything. I mean, good try. Um, what games? Are, what are we looking forward to then this weekend as we disappear off into the ether? Because um, obviously you said everything's going to be rubbish. No, I, I don't <laughs> think we quite tried to sell it that way. We no. just said that the standard may be compromised because yeah. of the schedule, but clearly Leeds to lose is a really intriguing game. Two very bad teams. Should be great. No, intriguing. I didn't say it'd be great. <laughs> no, nobody made a claim for it to be great. I think Bradford Featherstone's a really interesting game on Monday. I haven't got Premier though, so I can't watch it. If oh. Phil, if Toulouse win on yes. Friday, what does that what does that say? Where do Leeds go from there? Well, it says that a third of the season's gone and so nothing is decided. That's that's all. That's all it says. Yeah. Uh, Spoken like a like a true rhino. <laughs> But it is only a third of the season. It's nine of 27 games. Leeds have got more players to come back in that will make a difference and a new coach. So all it says is Toulouse come off the bottom of the table. Do you think um, you know, the likes of Wakefield and Salford will sound a bit nervously at the moment? Well, or? we're rubbish now, Wakefield. Like, we won four games in a row, but now you know, every, Again, everyone's crap. Willie out. It's rubbish. down to squad depth. Carter out as well, apparently. What? Oh. <laughs> I mean, even I'm not saying that. He got rid of me. It's down to squad depth, and that's why Easter can be such a cruel area. Um, I, I would worry a little bit for Salford on the basis of the fact that by having no reserve grade, uh, by having a an academy structure which is at college level at the moment rather than uh, in in the main competition, by having not a huge amount of depth in their first team squad that this is a period of the season that really can find you out if you get injury. Mm-hmm. There's some incredibly talented players at Salford, there is no doubt about it, but how many will they be able to get on the pitch at any one time? So, yeah, Salford, Wakefield. The, there could be another club that goes on a losing run that gets... Warrington? Pulled into... Well, <laughs> no, there's only one. It's not looking great. Is it one out of six or seven? Yeah, it's not looking great. But... Again, they have the players to turn that around. Well, I, I, that that really, I mean, I, I don't have the answer for for Warrington's ills, but it's it is very strange mm. because if you look at their squad, while they might be a somewhat light perhaps in the front row and their recruitment's perhaps been underwhelming, they've got far too many good players there. I, I who think are at their best, again, they're a top four. Part team. of the issue with that might be the number of players that are out of contract at the end of the season, that uncertainty that hangs around. I, I think if you were. You were off contract and you were worried that you that would be an incentive to play better. Unless you know that you're not included next year. And well, they, won't, they won't all be. And you're already negotiating come the May the 1st yeah. deadline for, to play somewhere else. Yeah. Apparently the stream's gone rubbish, so we may as well <coughs> give it. Because uh, okay. I think we've run out of things anyway. And 
Yeah, that's the only thing I was left to say, isn't it? Um, go, go subscribe to John's Patreon. Um, and Steve, Ma if you don't, Steve Masco will try and sell you some more shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Has he got any more defunct teams in Australia who can sell kits for? I don't know. I think he's just making them up. I mean, I've, yeah. I've, if if he can, I've got, I've got the uh, design for the Pyongyang Pylon shirt. He wants to flood them. You know. I'd buy a Pylon shirt. Yeah. I'd buy a Hunter Mariner shirt. Hunter Mariners. With no, the it's terrible. Go Graham Murray. Disgrace of Newcastle. Go Graham Murray. I've been watching this thing on on Sky called Frame, which is saying Newcastle. They've not mentioned the Knights once, so that's no good. Caelan so I've Pong. seen that. Caelan Pong. Actually, that's, that, that's actually something we should mention. Caelan Pong. Five years. Is he? Five million dollars. Yeah. Um, and his father essentially seems to be, like, they've given him a job at the club. I mean, in your opinion. <laughs> He's a cleaner. It's like players' wives in the yeah, oh, It's very, it's very is, unusual. Is that, is that Anton? Is it Anton? I can't remember his oh, okay. first name. But he's got to be the most, probably the most overrated player in rugby league. <laughs> got a lot to do to re... I mean... No, no, but you... I'm being honest here. Don't, he's, a, he's a talented player and he's very skillful, but what has he done in his career, apart from being injured a lot and mm -hmm. when Nathan Brown got sacked, said he was going to go and have a milkshake? Um, <laughs> he's not probably even in the top five fullbacks no. in the NRL. No. He's not even Reese Walsh at the back. Reese Walsh has got nicer eyes. Very good looking rooster. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, I, it's very. Uh, to me, and as someone it's, it's who... It's Newcastle putting a lot of eggs in one basket. Well, as someone who grew up in Newcastle and I think knows the Knights relatively well, it just seems to me, you know, post-Andrew post Johns, they had a long period of decline and mm -hmm. a very brief resurgence under Wayne Bennett and then more decline. And they were looking for a franchise player and they've put a lot of money into De Ponga, put even more money to retain him, but... Is he that good? You know, he's not Andrew I'm not, Johns. And but I'm also not sure you can build a side around a fullback. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, Manly might, you know, if you're gonna might put five, No, but if you're going to put yeah. five million quid into one player, you would want it to be a hooker or a yeah. halfback. Well, it's not, it's not five million quid per season, but yeah, I know. I know but but it's mean. a big investment but, over the next But there will be, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, James Tedesco would probably be on similar, Tommy Turbo would be on similar, but they're better players than him. Mm -hmm. Latrell Mitchell was a better player mm -hmm. than him. You would say Ryan Papnison is a better player oh, than him. Oh, yes. We, we love Ryan yeah. and his mother. I mean, you arguably might, yeah, Reese Walsh, AJ Brimson. Yep. Um, I mean, Dylan, so, Ed Dylan Edwards has won a grand final. He's, at least half the teams you just mentioned. Yeah, I just I just think he is very overrated and he's used the Redcliffe situation I think they, and Redcliffe, manipulated it to Redcliffe get more money, which is great. Which is great for him. But oh, he, absolutely. You know, the Knights need to start, you know, winning games and making the top four regularly because, yeah, I, I, yeah. It's just it's it's a very odd one, and obviously the role with his father. I can't remember. It's kind of an almost an NFL, NBA style situation that you have your your father kind of negotiating for you, and then they've given him a job at the club to kind of you know sweeten the deal. He's not like one of those mad tennis dads. Is there's a, there's an element of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean Richard Williams, um, Mary Peace's dad, I think was a bit of another. Um, yeah. it's... It is strange, but um, I'm you know I'm sure Newcastle are happy that they've kept him. Yeah, I don't think Wayne Bennett and the, uh, the I Dolphins. I don't think he's going to lose any sleep. I think, I think they, Wayne, they may have dodged a bullet. Though. Yeah, Andy Murray better than Judy. Well, they are they are literally <laughs> signing. They are literally signing um, half of the Melbourne Storm, uh, the Dolphins, the the forward pack, and, and maybe Cameron Munster. So, yeah. so I'd spend five million on him. Uh, 50, you know, over five years. 
Andy says you, you could build a team around Jonathan Davis and he was a fullback. He's not playing that now. Did he play fullback in the league match? That? How, many, um, how, many to, how many titles did he win? He got smashed by Malman Inger at Old Trafford for, for weakness. <laughs> I, I am I'm not sure that... I'd, fullback is one of the spine positions. Yes. But I think you, if you've got a bulk of money over five years, that has to be half a hooker. Yeah. But, well, I think I think you want to spread it, don't you, over your, yeah. your seven, but your one and your nine. That's a lot of money to be putting into a, a fullback. Max Jowett, he's better than Pongi. Zach Hardaker. Zach Hardaker. Could go back to Penrith. Penrith, Zach Yeah. Um, apparently we're back online but uh, back, back, back. I've run out of energy now so I, I don't know, <laughs> you know it's, it's got to, tomorrow got to get up in the morning I've got an Iceland delivery Rowan Smith doing a press conference I've got to speak to James Haskell oh, I'm going to ask him for a reunion play what am I going to ask him Anthony Sebald is all I'm going to ask him about yeah so I'm just going to because uh, it's for a local radio station because he's on a podcast that's successful Working with John Clark, you know. He's on a podcast that's successful. They're, you there's something you could ask <laughs> yeah, him about. They're, that. they're the number one podcast, you say. Something. Ask I, him. I ask can him. piggyback How off. How do this. we become? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Because say, do you like rugby league? That kind of thing. I'm going to put it on our video thing as well. So, uh, excellent. If you want to watch a, a poor, we're going all right in the second row. For mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Been on yeah. I'm a Celebrity. Scotty's not been on that. Um, Has he heard of Gary Scott? No, no. He's married to someone who used to present rugby league on the telly. Oh, well, Scott no, he's married to someone who's the daughter of someone who used to play for oh, the telly. I thought you meant Gary Scott. Which mainly used to do the rugby league, didn't he? On, he did. On Granada. He did. Well, the wife of Rafa now is... is well, I don't, well, I don't want to say. That's not... Oh, it's all these people. Tom, go away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I, I love it. I love it when we're live. It's great. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, John will be back, no doubt, soon, at some point in the future. Phil's always here. Although... Noticeably, last year when it was last week when it was just me and John, viewing figures and listening figures plummeted. So Phil's the big. Was that my mum and dad didn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's the big draw around here. We we, we know where our uh, bread is buttered. Uh, we'll see you next week. I don't know exactly when next week, but we'll be back next week uh, for more excitement in the world of rugby league. Hopefully, no one else uh, you know quits halfway through a program. But yeah, we'll see what happens. I'll buy the magazine. <laughs> buy, buy it. Buy it now. Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.